the Fox show, um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere, you're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on, Christopher Walken's on the show, I'm not sure, is he? Maybe. <laughs> What the Falk is the name of the show. Me, I'm Connor Falk. I'm the host, producer, and creator of this program. What I try to do each week is try to provide witty informational conversation. This conversation is most notably found in interviews. Interviews normally, because it's my industry, it's what I work in, interviews with people from entertainment. So actors, producers, directors, anybody from that realm, people I constantly work with on a day-to-day basis. Also, you have people from sports, from fitness, from the culinary arts, really any industry, any culture I can find to try to provide that entertaining conversation, which in turn, you hopefully learn something along the way. Now, Falk is my last name, so I use Falcon Falk a lot throughout the program, my way to kind of add my personal touch. You listen through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pods, Rec, to my parents' phone, and the text messages I just reluctantly sent you. So go ahead and sit back, relax, enjoy the program. Let's go ahead and zone out. So whether you're stuck in traffic in LA like we are constantly, you're bored at work, you don't want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend, you're taking a walk or you're playing a Falcon video game, here we go. My guest this week on the program is Stephen Brandon. Stephen Brandon is actor, producer. Most notably, he's the producer and one of the creators of Game of Thrones the Musical. It's currently a musical that's killing it right now, parody of obviously the HBO Game of Thrones program. It's playing at the Matcha Theater in Westeros, Hollywood. You know, West Hollywood. It's a great thing they're doing. He also was one of the producers and creators of Lost the Musical, so he's very in tune of musical theater, theater in general. He helms from Sydney, Australia. He kind of talks to us about what it's like doing a parody of a TV show and what it's like being so successful because Game of Thrones the Musical has recently been extended into April and they're going to be performing at San Diego Comic-Con, which he's actually an expert of. We've seen a lot of clips of Steven being an expert, giving advice and tips on certain news programs about how to best enjoy your time at Comic-Con. We've also seen him on different dating programs, from Dating Naked to Excuse and a lot more than that. So Steven is really a personality actor, something I've never really had in this show. His personality is so charming that he's appeared as himself as in a lot of his credits. So Falk, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Let's find out about Steven Brandon and why he does what he does. Falk, yeah. Oh, man, you stole my title. What the fuck? Is this Stephen Brandon? You got him. Yeah, happy to have you on the show, man. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. How you doing? Good, thank you, Connor. How's things? Uh, things are pretty good. I got to tell you, I did some research on you, and you're more than just a theater producer. You know, we have Lost the Musical. We have Game of Thrones the Musical, which is extremely popular, currently playing at the Matcha Theater in Westeros, Hollywood, which I really like the touch that you guys did with that. But you're also from Dating Naked, from Excused. Of all the people I've had on the show, you seem to as much be a performer of your own personality, of just being yourself, as opposed to playing different roles. Have you always been a charming Falker? I got to tell you, yeah. They, they call me motherfucker. Um, When I moved to uh, America many years ago, I realized I'm barely bad at accent. Okay. You know, I not do an American accent. I can't even do a good Australian accent. I'm from Australia. I grew up in Australia. 28 years in Australia. Watched so much American television. Tried to impersonate American so much that in Australia people thought I was American. Okay. In America, I'm English. And in England, they know I'm Australian. (laughs) But I can't play other characters. So I realized very early the best character I have is myself. Mm. I might as well just be me. Yeah. It's a personality. Uh, so, I, you know, I've been hosting trivia and karaoke nights for many years here in LA. And Wipeout was my very first game show, the obstacle course Wipeout. And it turned out to be a blind date episode. So oh. they set me up with a girl. We had to run the course together, hold hands, fall in love. Yeah, we did not fall in love, but we made such funny television that they turned it from a one-hour special into a two-hour special. Oh, wow. Which means a lot more airtime of me falling on my face. Okay. Uh, and then from that, I got a lot of casting people and a lot of friends emailing me for dating game shows and reality shows like that, yeah. where I would be myself. 
So this led to Excused with Jerry uh, and the Baggage with Jerry Springer and a show on the CW called Perfect Score and a bunch of shows which you know culminated in uh, I get a call one day, hey, we'd love to send you to Panama, all expenses paid trip to date some girls. I'm like, I could use a vacation. <laughs> I like dating girls. Uh, what's the catch? Well, you have to be naked the whole time. And uh, I said, are the girls naked? They said, yes. I said, all right, I'm in. <laughs> well, how many different women did you meet on Dating Naked? Because from the clips I've seen, you had a blonde, and then there was a brunette that you were talking to that you ended up doing an interview on Access Hollywood um, talking about. So uh, how many different women did you get to date naked? Were you well, naked with? Well, I might have there were three naked girls, and I, which I dated all of them. Okay. But then let's not forget that we had a wedding reunion special at the end of the season where one couple, I was in episode two, one couple from episode five decided to be bonded together, not like a proper wedding, but actually like a commitment ceremony. So they brought back all the best couples from previous episodes. So there I am at a naked wedding with uh, <laughs> naked girls. Yeah. Of course, there were 10 naked guys as well. And there was a naked yoga and naked body painting. And I tell you, once you have ridden naked on an ATV with a naked girl you've just met two minutes ago. Yeah. After all the, there's nothing you can't accomplish. There's no mountain I can't climb now after doing what I did uh, naked for all the world to see. Yeah, when you got it all the way, when she sees little Stephen Brandon, you know, I'm not trying to say little, but I'm saying the smaller version of you, she's seen that and she's okay yeah. with it. You can move past that and then you can enjoy your date. Exactly. And what better way to lose weight and get into shape than to know you're going to be on TV naked in yeah. a couple of months? Yeah, so you, yep. I'm sure you did a lot of uh, body sculpting, let's say, and trimming to yourself to try to get you prepared for camera. Am I right? Yes, that, that is the case for everybody. That is and, you know, the secret on these shows is just don't look down uh, or, you know, that's the guys, I would say, that's the guys, you know. Uh, and otherwise, you know, most of us had a nice uh, vertical blur. There was one episode where one guy was very happy to see everyone and he had a horizontal blur. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, you said you're from Sydney, Australia. Spent 28 years there before you came out to SoCal, Los Angeles. Now, are you from an entertainment family? Where did the itch to perform come from? This is a good question. I'm not the answer. I'm the entertainer in my family. Okay. But my mom's a teacher. My dad was a uh, furniture salesman. Okay. And I was just, you know, I'm not uh, a sporting kid. I have two younger brothers, lots of trophies, always doing sports. And I was never going to soccer practice or basketball or anything like that. I went to drama class. Mm. Uh, here's a little known fact about Stephen Brandon. Uh, for two terms, two semesters, I should say, the Australian Theatre of Young People, back in 1990, I want to say five, ninety six, my drama teacher, a little known actress by the name of Kate Blanchett. Oh, she what? Drama, she was my drama teacher before she became Kate Blanchett. She was uh, uh, young and fancy free, and then towards the end of the second semester, she was missing a lot of drama class because she was off shooting movies. Oh, wow. And not long after that, she shot Elizabeth and became the world's Kate Blanchett. But before she was the world's Kate Blanchett, she was my drama teacher. And, so and I learned everything like, everything from her, let's just say that. And she was a nice lady? You had good experiences with Kate Blanchett? Uh, oh, yeah, she was great. Everything with her was cool, was cool bananas. She oh. used to say cool bananas. And on her birthday, I brought in a bunch of bananas and I wrote cool all over them. Okay. To her. Fuck yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see her. I'll retell that story. We'll see if she remembers. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see her soon attacking another Australian, uh, a friend, not a friend necessarily, but another Australian from the same country, Chris Hemsworth in Thor 3 Ragnarok, so that's a pretty cool connection, getting to talk some Marvel here on the What the Falk Show. I have a fact I have to ask you a question. Are you a fan of pizza? Do you like pizza, Stephen? I am a pizza man myself. I am a Hawaiian pizza lover. Hawaiian pizza. Now, did your pizza love increase as when you came to America, or were you always a pizza fan? Always a pizza fan. Lots of 
Australia. Okay, well, Falk, yes, sir. I have to tell you about Ferris Pizza, the best pizza for the best price with the most love in it. And I know this from personal experience. It's also the sponsor of the What the Falk Show. So, Mr. Brandon, if you ever find yourself in Central California, most notably Bakersfield, please check out Ferris Falcon Pizza. Can you do that for me? 100%. I'm on it. I fucking appreciate it. Okay, and one of the first musicals you did that I know of, because I talked to Casey Spivey, again, my guest from last week, an actress. She's also in Game of Thrones, the musical. Thanks to Casey for connecting us. I'm really appreciative of that, because you seem fucking awesome so far. Lost the musical. <laughs> so a very popular uh, television show. I'm a big fan of that show, and I hear about this musical that was very popular, yet even the actors from the show come see the program, be very happy with it. How did you get involved with that? My uh, co-writer and co-producer cohort is Stephen Christopher Parker, another okay. wonderful actor, pulled me up one day and said, Let's do Lost the Musical. Yeah. Uh, I'm such a big fan of Lost. I've spoken to Damon and Carlton at many Comic-Cons. If you find panels on YouTube, you can always find me asking a question. You can hear my accent. And I actually um, prepared to write Lost the Musical. I, I downloaded someone that recut all of Lost in chronological order. Oh, okay, nice. So <laughs> they based all the flashbacks first. Yeah. And then you see what comes on the island. And then you get all the flash forwards and stuff like that. And while actually, while I was in uh, Panama for Dating Naked, when I had some time off, I was watching Lost. Uh, from the beginning in order and then we wrote the musical we just said let's do all six seasons as a musical basically we the opening number took care of everybody's backstory we need no more flashbacks and then we just basically sort of did what happened on the island Casey auditioned where it was the first time we met her she was fantastic she played Claire and then you know a couple of years later Stephen called me up again and says let's do Game of Thrones the musical and I didn't even I'd never even watched Game of Thrones so I sat down and binge watched all 60 episodes wow this time I decided to only take the first season the first book and concentrate on that yeah. so we could you know spend more time on it we had auditions again or we called in Kate because we knew we loved her and we you know we kind of thought she was already perfect for Daenerys and it, it worked out to be uh, a kismet well let me ask you this Casey plays the Australian the pregnant girl in Lost the Musical correct? So how would you say, as a native Australian, how was, was her accent? Is she pretty fucking good as an American? She was pretty fucking good. She put on the accent. She's, you know, she's listened to me talk and, you know, a few things. You know, it's very simple to talk Australian. You basically have to uh, shorten every word and then put a question mark at the end of every sentence. Yeah. So and instead, instead of, I left my sunglasses in McDonald's this afternoon, <laughs> say, I left my sunnies in Mac at this Arvo. <laughs> Well, Stephen, a fun fact about me is I was a big tennis player in high school. I still love tennis, and I was a big fan of Leighton Hewitt, who was an Australian tennis player. Do you know who I'm speaking of, Leighton Hewitt? I do know who you speak of. Okay, he so... married one of our soap opera queens. He did. So him and Patrick were after big-time Australian tennis players, and Leighton was a very combative tennis player. And me, coming from football, basketball, and soccer, I was a very kind of aggressive-like player. So when I started playing tennis, I was an aggressive guy. I, w- I would talk shit. I would talk trash. Not, not be too aggressive, but I would say things. I would yell. And Leighton would always would always say different things. Noise was one thing. And I would always say noise. I would scream it yeah. after any winner, any shot, or anything. And I swear to God, I would have people come ask me if I was. I had long hair, super tan. So people come ask me if I was Australian after each match. So I had some love with Australia myself. My love affair started with tennis. So it's pretty cool for cir- full circle that you and I are talking right now. Well, yes, the noise. N-O-I-C-E. Exactly. And then Key and Peel, a few years ago, started using it, and now it's some big thing. But noise started with, obviously, Leighton Hewitt and me yelling it in tennis matches. So some of my best friends and even the owner of Ferris Pizza can go ahead and, and be my witness for that story. Now, one, one thing you talked about, I like that you brought up because it's my next question. You talked about Comic-Con. And when I looked at your YouTube and just searching clips of you, you actually have been on different news cycles and programs as a Comic-Con expert, giving tips and advice to how to best enjoy your experience at Comic-Con. When did your love for that start? Did, did had you gone to Comic Con when you lived in Australia, or once you got here, you started going each year? I yeah, I once I went in the year two thousand. I was over here in LA in the in the, in the um, 
around July time. So I went down to San Diego and I went to Comic Con in the year 2000. It was before television had invaded. Yeah. It was basically just Comic Con. There was a lot of people in costumes, but there was room to move. And then when I moved back here officially in 2008, I've been here ever since. I've been to Comic Con every year. So I've done it at least 10 times now. And now it's really a Hollywood con. And then, the, yeah. you know, all the TV shows go, all the movies go. It is. Uh, here's an Australian saying, chock-a-block, <laughs> as like sardines over there. And then a friend of mine works for Fox 5 News and wanted to have me on as their Comic-Con expert. I don't claim to be a Comic-Con expert, but I am the Fox 5 Comic-Con expert. The Fox and I go on, 5. Nice. You know, I know how to you know get through certain lines, where the best places to go, what, what panels you can skip and watch online later, what panels are the must-see panels of the, of the uh, week. So I've done that for a couple of years. I'll be doing that again this year. Uh, at Comic Con back on Fox 5 News as their expert. But even more impressive and awesome is that Game of Thrones the musical, the newest thing that you're working on, which got extended at the Matcha Theater in Westeros, Hollywood, is going to be there at Comic Con this year performing. So what is that like? You've been there as a fan all the time, but now you're going to be a performer at Comic Con as well. Well, this, it's, this, is, this is great. I mean, I've been to so many panels. It's always been my dream to be on a panel. Yeah. I will not be on a panel just yet, but... Uh, there's a theater in the Gaslight District called the 10th Avenue Arts Center. Okay. And I went there to see a different show last year. And I uh, last year they did a production of Once Upon a Time, the rock opera there. And those are our partners. We teamed up with them to do mm. to do the musical. They're, they provide all the music. Uh, they're our musical directors, the team behind that show. So we're going to be at that theater this year. And we're going to do possibly up to eight shows. Uh, I mean, you know, Game of Thrones has a fan base. They're not all in L.A., but they're mostly going to be in San Diego at the Comic-Con time. Yeah. So they, when they've got a night off or a couple of hours and they don't have a panel, uh, come on down to the Tenth Avenue Arts Center to see Game of Thrones the musical uh, Laugh Your Fork and Face Off. Fork, yeah. And it's going to be a perfect time because season seven is going to be coming out around the same time, correct? Well, the episode one will have aired July 16th, and then we're going to be on before episode two. So we might have to throw in a few jokes based on what people have seen. But the fever, it will be a definite game of thrones fever pitch when we are there. Oh, man. I love it. Okay, well, t- as far as TV parodies, you've been killing it. So you have Lost, you have Game of Thrones. Do you have any aspirations or ideas of upcoming TV parodies? Or what's going to be next for Stephen Brandon? Uh, I don't know what is next on the agenda. We still want more people to see Game of Thrones. But I think I think I want to do something original. Okay. I think I'll find out what the other Stephen has going, circulating in his brain and see if we can come up with something original. You know, we'd love to take the shows further on tour, eventually get to New York and places like that. The problem is we do write big shows like we've got a 14-person car. Okay. Hard to travel with 14. But if we can find something smaller with five or six people, uh, maybe we're able to, you know, get out there a bit more and then leave LA more often. Okay, and prospective audience members, I would hope that anybody listening to this would be very interested in checking out Game of Thrones the musical at the Matcha Theater. Now, you have two different casts. Like you said, you have the Targaryen cast, which Casey Spivey's part of, playing Daenerys, and then you have a Lannister cast, correct? So you tell two different stories each performance? How does that work? Actually, well, no, it's the same script, but we have totally different cast. We live in LA. It's February, March, pilot season. Yeah. A lot of our actors get auditions. A lot of them are shooting movies. And we thought... You know, we do four shows a week. We're going to need five or six understudies to cover every role. Why don't we just double cast the show? So Friday nights and Saturday matinees is the Lannister cast that they perform. And then Saturday night and Sunday night, Targaryen cast. But there's quite a bit of mixing and matching going on now. One of our Jon Snow's just booked the movie, so the other Jon Snow's going to fill in. Mm. And, you know, one of our Carl Brogos and Cersei, they're off to, to a festival this weekend, so we have the other cast filling in. So it's a bit of a mix and match stuff. But every cast member brings a little different part or a different, you know, perspective to the role. There's some different jokes in each show. So you can definitely see both shows and see something different. Also, 
also this musical is great for people who've never seen Game of Thrones because it's a really funny introduction. Yeah. You know, take, take the, the show is very serious, dark, and this goes a lighter side of what Game of Thrones is. And I've had a lot of people come and see the show and go, oh my God, this is hilarious. I think I'll start watching Game of Thrones now. Wow, so HBO actually owes you guys a favor now that you guys are getting more fans into Game of Thrones because you said it could be so dark, a little depressing at times, and you guys kind of shine a light on the humor of Game of Thrones and kind of make it a little more lighthearted. So I'm sure they could appreciate that. I think they appreciate Paris. Yeah. I mean, legally... You know, we're an unauthorized parody, and parody is legal. And I think they enjoy seeing a show like this because, uh, yeah, as you say, it can introduce other people to the show, and we're just helping them with their content, so uh, we get along. Yeah, and the content-wise, we could find GOT the Musical is your handle, right, in terms of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? Yes, anywhere you go, hashtag GOT or GOT, GOT the Musical or GOTTheMusical.com. Okay, folk, yeah, speaking of appreciation, I really appreciate you taking time on the show so far. Can I ask you so far into the program, am I maybe a top 15 podcast experience for you? I, I, you are definitely a top 15. I like your shotgun approach, Connor. I, pre- and I like how much research, I like how much research you did. You did your research very well. Thank you, man. I fucking appreciate it. And here we go. Hopefully none of these questions will offend you. I don't think they will, but here's the rapid fire question. These are the rapid fire questions of the interview, so are you fucking ready? Uh, let's fucking do it. Okay, first question. Would you rather have a ninja monkey or a dragon? I'm going dragon because I think I could control a dragon as I've learned in Game of Thrones. Ninja Monkey out of my control. Okay, I love it. And uh, the next question, you've been on so many different dating shows, but I'm sure you've been dates on your own that weren't filmed, just regular in-life dates. What is kind of maybe just a little idea or a little kind of info about your worst date experience here in Los Angeles? If Maybe you haven't had one, but if you have, can we get some info? Well, my worst dating experience was a date that never happened. Oh, okay. It was an okay Cupid exchange where I wrote to this girl, and she didn't write back. So I wrote her a second time, and she said she usually waits until the second time before she writes back because she wants someone really interested. <laughs> wow. uh, and I'd written on my you know, profile that my build was average. You know, <laughs> I don't consider myself skinny. I don't consider myself fat. I consider myself average. Yeah. And she said, I'm sorry, I only date skinny to fit people. <laughs> she said, and I was like, the nervous room. I was yeah. like, well, you meet me and you will decide because seriously, your your standards are right. Anyway, we arranged a date. Uh, unfortunately, something came up. I had to go back to Australia. The date got pushed. Tried to rearrange the date. She never contacted me again uh, until three months later when I'm at a speakeasy downtown Los Angeles and I saw her out of the corner of my eye and I just recognized her from her photos. What? And I went up to her and I said, excuse me, I'm wondering if you think I look fat in this outfit. And she looked at me. She didn't recognize it. sort of, dawned on her who I was. I gave her so much shit and then I took her home that night and I banged shit out of her. <laughs> I fucking love it. A victory for you, Stephen Brandon. Okay, next question. What's your favorite LA comfort food? Uh, well, I'm a chocoholic. Okay. Uh, now, you know what? Uh, i got to say yogurt land. I always like to drop by yogurt land on my way home and sometimes I'll get the minuscule amount of yogurt and just cover it with chocolate topping. And all those, you know, is a Kit Kat, isn't it? Sometimes I don't even get yogurt, I just go get all the toppings. Yeah, just enough yogurt to make it not candy, right? To make yourself feel like you're being a little healthy. Okay, and uh, last question. What is your favorite Australian and USA curse word? I mean, yeah, I do I do appreciate a good motherfucker because okay. it just takes that, that uh, and elevates it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, are you fucking kidding me? That's a really good one with an Australian accent. Okay. But I, also, um, I don't know if this is a, this is not a swear word, but it's something goes horribly correct or horribly wrong, I, I end up saying, Mother of God! <laughs> okay. When I passed certain stage and wipe out, and I couldn't believe I did, you can hear me on the TV show screaming, Mother of God! <laughs> 
Okay, man, I love it. I want you to know, as Connor Falk, I'm willing to give you permission to use my last name. If you say, what the Falk, or this Falcon person, or that Falcon person, you can use that as a curse word if you'd like. Oh, you know, I, I appreciate that you letting me use it as a verb. Okay, and Stephen Brandon, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I, I enjoy talking to you for the last 20 minutes. I look forward to seeing Game of Thrones the musical. I look forward to hearing more about your performance at Comic-Con. And overall, I look forward to hearing more about you in the future. So you sound like a really cool Falker. I appreciate Australia making you. I appreciate USA having you here. And uh, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much, Connor. This was fucking noise. Okay. This was noise. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Talk to you soon, Stephen. So that was Stephen Brandon, a nice Falcon guy from Australia, producer, one of the creators of the Game of Thrones the musical, currently playing at the Matcha Theater in Westeros, Hollywood, uh, one of the producer and creators of Lost the musical, so really good at TV parodies. Game of Thrones the musical has been very, very popular, got rave reviews from all the different uh, publications. It's been extended into April, and they're going to be performing at Comic-Con, so if you find yourself in San Diego Comic-Con, please check out Game of Thrones the musical, and also, you can, you know, if you want to check him out on YouTube, you can find Stephen Brandon, all his clips from Dating Naked, Excused, so many different awesome programs. The guy just uses his personality to make money and he's doing a great job doing it once again i want to thank last week's guest casey spivey for connecting us i asked her if she had any friends or colleagues who might be interested and she immediately sent me an email with steven attached seeing if he would come on the show so i really appreciate you casey i really appreciate you doing that thanks again to steven brandon and thanks again to falcon you for listening to the program you've been listening through soundcloud itunes stitcher pod direction my parents phone and the text message i just sent you and anybody on social media find me at at my wtf show on any kind of social media handle Thanks for fucking listening. If you like pizza, go ahead and check out Ferris Falcon Pizza. Fuck yeah. Talk soon.